and welcome back. It's me, DM Clinton. This is the Rise of the Rune Lords. I'm here with the Warriors of Light, and they are hanging out in a new place, a strange place, the Runeforge place, where they have finally arrived in this very odd temple magic research station somewhere in the world. The team went to investigate the Radiant Halls of Envy. However, it looked like a, a battle had occurred. There was a trapped rod that exploded and sucked most of the magical items from Reeton. Well, some of them. One, a, a single one. A single one. Sorry, it was it was a, it was an attempt on all of them. And then uh, everyone developed a plan. They developed a plan to go through the rest of this strange place to see what the Radiant Halls of Envy will hold. We are now at that time. So, Reeton, you're standing at the, the stair steps. It's a ten-foot staircase leading down, about ten feet wide, into the chamber of the vengeful disjoining. I just want to say, you didn't introduce us. <laughs> I didn't! This is new! So, we are here with Reeton, playing Reeton. Hey, that's me! And Inram is played by Aiden. Hello! Hugo is played by Connor, and Harper is played by Sabrina. For as long as that lasts, I am here. All right. Now, <laughs> Reeton, what is it that you wish to do? In this hall is Inram, then Hugo, and then following behind near the edge of the passage is Harper, back towards the gate portal. I'm going back to the to the center area and letting other people deal with this shit. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> okay. All right, Inran, you're next. What are you going to do as Reeton heads back to the statue chamber? Uh, I'm going to wait for the guy who seems very adept at magic to go in and handle this. Hmm. All right. And that would be Hugo? Hugo's pretty adept at magic. Uh-huh. Okay. Hugo's going to do a move action and propose that any of these hallways are probably going to be just as good as any other. Why not we just take the next one to the left? Well, you haven't completed searching the Halls of Envy yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were retreating because uh, this way upset Reeton. No, I'm retreating. Reeton's retreating, yes. So Inram says, what does the magic guy propose? That rod that Reeton was interacting with, is it clicking or making any noise or anything? Yeah, it's got a low hum. Occasionally, there's a, a spark of electricity zaps across the room, but it very, you know, you've got at least five minutes until it goes again. Let's head down and see what else you can see. This room looks like it's kind of falling apart. It is. It's a crumbled chamber. I'll go ahead and remind our audience what's in here by describing it. A wide staircase of stone descends into a large, partially caved-in chamber. The murals and decorative bas-reliefs on the wall have been blasted and fractured from what must have been a titanic war of magic. Sooty humanoid bones are scattered here and there, and flames sporadically flicker along the walls and floor as if the room still resonates with the power unleashed there. Electrical discharges spark from a silver rod protruding from the floor in the center of the room. It looks almost like the metal rod is fused with the stone of the floor, which Reeton has guaranteed it is. All right, so you are standing in the room, the rod humming dangerously. What do you do? You've got a passage to the south and a couple of passages to the north. A rubble-strewn passage appears to be east. 
Can I poke my head in that 20 feet and see what's up before I finish my move action? Or once I declare an endpoint, is that it? No, that's that's good. Go ahead. I just want to take a peek around here. Okay, this looks like it converges to a left and a right side. Yes. Hmm. Let's go to the right then. See if this hallway connects to the other one before we proceed. It does. You uh, move a bit and you see that it does connect up with the other, other passage. And it looks to be a collapsed rubble-strewn room. Now, the walls of this complex are decorated with murals, and where they're not horribly scorched and soot-stained, they reveal scenes of bejeweled wizards in gray, blue-gray robes, adorned with ancient runes, quelling magic energy, countering the spells of rival wizards, and combining their powers to tame great-scaled dragons and giants. Yeah, we've dealt with great-scale dragons and giants, too. Well, I guess not me personally, but... You've determined that this is probably the abjuration hall. The School of Magic seems to be abjuration in nature. I suppose if I'm still up in this turn order, I'll return back and share that with the party. Yeah, let's go back. Inram, did you wish to do anything? Nope. Okay, and Harper? No. Previously, my plan had been if we were continuing, we were going to time it out to try and dodge through... The current cavern so i was going to actually stay watch and alert if it seemed like the shock was going to trigger again mm -hmm. so i didn't want to leave anybody going through the cavern without somebody watch on watch so you're just watching the back gate portal area well that in the t like the timing mm -hmm. gotcha all right so hugo apparently has left your sight and gone exploring and he's you wish to return now? I mean, you're not going to look down the other passageway, the, the other fork? The thing about that is I can't see very well. Yeah. You are a bit <laughs> blind. So these are very nice fuzzy murals. Right, but you do have a blind sense, yes? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, so yeah, the murals, you just get a sense that there's murals on the wall, but you, you, you can tell there's paint there, but you're not quite sure what it is. Right. I described a little too detailed for the blind man. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes if I squint, it comes out like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what is the audience but blind to what we're actually exploring? So Yeah, they, the audience <laughs> sees, in quotes. What Hugo sees. What, what. <laughs> okay. You may return if you wish, Hugo. Not without my friends, I don't. All right, so you go back around and you relay your, what you've found. Yeah, it looks like this tunnel was dedicated to some abjurational magic. Yeah, I'm going to grant that you get a sense of it through your other sight. It's like I can only see glimpses of the past when I walk through here, but it's, it's like flashes of extreme arcane magic and people controlling dragons. These walls tell a story if you look past what's on them. Inram, Harper, do you care? This guy's crazy and he rambles. That's interesting, if nothing else. Yeah. Do you need help exploring further? If we explore further, I would like assistance, yes. Alright. Reeton, are you going to come back into the room? I would rather not. Okay. I don't like that place. Alright, alright. If you need me to stab something, I'll do it. Alright, so the rest of the team appears like it's going to go move forward. They approach the stairwell into the chamber. Uh, are you going to go north or south? North looked like a little bit of a dud. There was another collapsed tunnel, it looked like. Let's check out south. Okay. All right, Imran. He heads forward, moving f down a 15 or 10-foot wide passage, or I'm sorry, 5-foot wide passage, 10 feet long, and it ends in a T-intersection. 
As you reach the T intersection, you look left and it's rubble strewn collapsed passageways. But to the right, there seems to be some sort of chamber and there looks to be like something in it. What the devil is that? Hugo, wait, you're blind. <laughs> it's fuzzy, whatever it is. There's something in the cavern to our right. Maybe Hover could help? Yeah, I'll see if I can see and identify it. And Ron will step forward, shield fully up. Okay. <sighs> well, you see a room covered in thick sheets of ooze lying in pools along the floor of this room, and the air carries on it an overwhelming stink of eye-watering mustard and vinegar. Knowledge planes? This thing looks a little aberrational. I don't I don't think uh... or dungeoneering? Dungeoneering would be more yes. Cause you see this thing. It's not my forte. Twenty-nine. A twenty-nine. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's exactly what you need. Yes, this is a ooze. In fact, it's a mustard jelly. Ooh, let mm, me describe it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And hot dogs. It appears to be like a yellowish-brown amoeba. Yeah, you know that mustard jellies are like yellowish-brown forms of the ochre jelly and is thought to be a distant relative of a said creature. They're dangerous. In fact, the mustard jelly is far more dangerous than its supposed relative because it is intelligent. Oh, God. Mustard jellies attack by forming a pseudopod from its body and either slashing or enveloping its foes. Mustard jellies prefer to attack from ambush or where they have the upper hand, and you guys noticed it. So it, it's uh, it's ready to attack. So let's go ahead and oh, no. roll a, a turn order. What do you say? Say no. I protest. <laughs> roll for initiative. Hell no. We won't roll. Hell no. <laughs> Hugo got a seven. Six. Do I hear the initiative starting? <laughs> Do you hear people rolling dice? I'd like you to roll a perception check. Okay. You hear the Final Fantasy combat music in the distance. 22. That's enough to hear the sounds of combat starting. So you may roll. My initiative is five. 17. Then the fiendish mustard jelly goes next. Hugo gets a 10, Inram gets a six, and Harper has a five. So, Reeton, react incredibly quickly to the sounds of exclamations by your friends. What do you do? How long do we have until that thing explodes again? That's a great question. It's been at least a few minutes. I'm going to stay right where I'm at and delay and yell, Hey, guys, bring it out here. <laughs> okay. All right. The mustard jelly moves forward five feet and reaches out to Enrom with its reach of 10, and it attempts to slam him. I'm just going to attack once. How about an improved vital strike? Mm. Okay. AC 25 to your flat-footed AC, if you can be caught flat-footed. I can, but uh, that's a whiff. Mm-hmm. It slams up against your armor and shield. Very good. Okay, D it doesn't do any damage, so we shall go on. Hugo is next. You sense the creature. It's amorphous and blob-like. You are currently 20 feet away, down the hall, through your friends. What do you do? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to activate one of my class features called uh, Interstellar Void. 
You call upon the frigid depths of outer space to bring a terrible chill to your enemies. As a standard action, one target within 30 feet is cloaked in the void and takes die six points of cold damage for every oracle level you possess. The creature gets to make a fortitude save to have the damage. Now, you're over 10th level, right? Yes, I'm 11. So the interstellar void is so extreme that the creature that fails at save is fatigued. Which probably won't matter against this guy. May not. Couple of sixes, couple of ones, that's going to be 47 points of damage. Wow, that's pretty good. Way above average. Yeah, let's go and do a fortitude save. Uh, 18? DC is 10, plus half my level, round it down, which is 5, plus my charisma modifier, which is currently 7. So 22? Which fails. Yes, it fails. So it takes full damage. Um, This is cold damage, correct? Yeah. So it has cold resistance, 15, so it reduces the damage by 15. Okay. 32 points of cold damage is done. All right, Enrom, you're next. All righty. So I'm going to five-foot step up and give it the old one, two, three, four. I need to check to see if it's going to become fatigued. I don't know. You got a almost crit there, so. Yeah, but it's an ooze. Can they not take crit damage? Correct. Metag- metagaming. Not subject to critical hits or flanking, and no no sneak attacks. It looks like it can be affected by fatigues and things like that. Nice. That is some tired-looking jelly. No, it's a mustard. That is some tired-looking mustard. That is right. Fatigued. Done. Okay, so next. So you're going to smash it? Yep. So five-foot step. Mm -hmm. Sword, shield, sword, shield, sword. First sword strike is a 20 to hit. 20. I don't think that hits. No, it misses. It's quite dexterous. Moves quickly. Alright, uh, shield bash for a 33 to hit. That does strike. Okay, four points of damage. Is this goodly aligned? It is not goodly. It does no damage. Huh, okay. Uh, second sword strike for a 25. 25 to hit, does hit. Okay, ten points of damage. Is this goodly aligned? I don't think inherently so. Not inherently. Okay. I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Take your time. It does not seem like they're inherently goodly aligned. Okay, then the weapon does no damage to it. Okay. Well, damn. Then none of my attacks do anything. Okay. That's disturbing. Uh, yeah. Smite evil might help look next to if it is evil. Well, you'll have to detect that if you wish. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking up. All right. You made your attacks, and even if you do hit, you don't do any damage. Okay. And we are back to Harper. Harper is going to start Bardic Performance, Inspire Courage, but then she is going to start scurrying away because she also takes longer than anybody else to get anywhere. (laughs) Okay, just as long as you stay within audible distance so that your friends can hear you. Oh, I can't go very far, so yes. (laughs) Okay, so into the chamber of the vengeful disjoining. Yes, okay. Round two, Breton. You hear battle music. I, I hear it. I hear that battle music. Hey, every, everything okay down there? You all right? You good? I can't do anything even if I went down there right now. 
You should, uh, you should bring it up here into this room. I have an idea, and I'm going to pull out my composite longbow, and then just sit up here waiting for them to all come. I want them to kite this to me. Mm-hmm. That's my idea. Okay. For now. Okay. So you wait. So the fiendish mustard jelly, as a swift action, it chooses the paladin, and it smites good. What? <laughs> this jelly's a black card. It's going to make a vital strike, slash at you again. AC 28. Miss. Ah, okay. It ruins the smite. Okay, so would I be able to tell that that is a very evil action? It feels evil. Okay. But it can't hit, it can't seem to hit you either. All right, Hugo, you're up. What do you do? Free action to Inram. Are we doing our reading set or are we sticking around? This thing's evil. I can handle it, no problem. Give me another round. Okay. I'm going to do a move action. And then as a standard action, I'm going to cast defensively just in case this thing has reach. I'm going to do the universal variable component of butt touch. And I'm going to give <laughs> Imram a bull strength. With a 35, I successfully cast defensively. And you give Inram bull strength. Roger that. Okay, strength fills Inram's legs and arms and chest. All right, Inram, you're next. Is that a plus four? Mm-hmm. So just an additional plus two. You don't have a belt of strength, right? I do. Fuck. I have a belt of physical perfection plus two. Well, it's plus two extra then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting to think you guys don't need to be any stronger. I might, uh, next level up, I might switch that one out. Yeah. All right. You could give it to Harper next time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get in there, Harper. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Enron, what are you doing? All right. So, I am going to cast defensively on my scimitar, bless weapon. Okay, bless weapon. All right casting defensively. Yep. And this will align your weapon to good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, natural one for a 14. But the DC is 17. Yes, DC is 17. All right, so you fail and fizzle, but do not suffer an attack of opportunity. Okay. And that is your standard action. You have a move remaining. Okay, move remaining. What can I do with the move? What can I do with the move? I am going to use Bastion of Good on this as a swift because it functions similar to smite evil so it does half damage to all allies within 10 feet of me and i get an increased my ac equal to charisma bonus and i believe that's all i can do because i can't five foot step back so this is a defensive move okay yeah okay so, casting failed Bring up Bastion of Good. Mm -hmm. Throw your shield up and defend. Yeah. All right. Harper, standing in the middle of the chamber, vengeful, disjoining, what do you do? I've forgotten. Did we determine if there was a range to that shock? Yes, the entire room. Would it extend to the doorway that I was in? I would assume probably five feet within the doorway. So you could probably stand here and get affected by it. Yes. Okay. Then to continue to possibly be out of the blast because I feel like it's counting down, but not leave them without the bonuses, I will come back here. 
Oh, that's a good location. Okay. So you go back Wait, south. Wait, that doesn't sound right coming from you. <laughs> that's No, that's good. Uh, you're, you're able to monitor what's going on and uh, provide healing if necessary. So that, I like that. Okay, Harper's complete. Soundtrack. Playing your flute. The war flute. Mm. Round three. Reeton. I'm going to move 25 feet. Mm-hmm. So I'm still out of range of that thing. Yep. I'm going to just be like, hey guys, are you guys okay? It's all Harper. You heard some spell casting. Some of it sounded like it fizzled. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yep. All right. And you just ready an action to attack? I will ready an action to shoot my longboat at a specific time. Okay, roger that. Okay, Fiendish Mustard Jelly takes a standard action and splits itself into two identical jellies. Now I'm going to assume that they are smaller? No, they are the same size. What the? That's that's against the laws of physics, Clinton. (laughs) So is magic. Well, yes, but still. (laughs) So there are two of them now. And because they're amorphous, they don't necessarily need to squeeze. But that does reduce their hit points. Okay, so that standard action is complete. And then those within 10 feet of the creature realize that you need to make a fortitude save as a poison that slows you is taking effect. 23. That succeeds. I'll have you know fortitudes aren't my good ones. Oh, 25. Wow, you did fine. (laughs) You both saved against the poison and a new save the next round will have to take effect. All right. They can't move forward because Hugo, or, or I'm sorry, Inram is blocking the passage. And so that's that's all it does this, this round. All right, Hugo. Hugo wants to cast a spell. However, he doesn't want to take an attack of opportunity before doing so. So he's going to take a five foot step back. Okay. Outside of the, the poisonous gas. Hooray. That spell is going to be mass inflict white wounds. I'm only choosing these two targets, though. Mass inflict light wounds. Okay. And... Uh, that's a range, right? What's the range on that? Close, 25 plus 5 for every two levels, I think. Yeah, you um, got I, it. I could do it up to a range of 55 feet if it helps. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so it's perfect. You can target both. They get a save, which is will, DC mm-hmm. 22. Okay, two will saves. Uh, 17 for the north one and a 15 for the south one. Both fail, but that's mm-hmm. going to be a disappointing 13 points of damage. Okay, minus 13. So I'm an idiot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Inram, discuss how you are an idiot. So, you know, I'm used to playing squishy casters. And so when you're in threatened range, you always cast defensively because you don't want to provoke an AOO. Right. I forgot I'm playing a shield wall. You don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. Right. <sighs> the attacks of opportunity probably won't hit you. Yeah. All right, Inram, what are you doing? Not much I can do. I am going to all out attack and then five foot step back. Okay. Oh. That's a lot of 20s, dude. Yeah there's, a, yeah, there's a lot of good green there. Okay. I crit on 15s, so. Oh. Uh, all right. All right. So, first attack is a 37 hit. 37 hits. 10 points of damage, non holy or non good aligned. No, good aligned damage is what you want to say. It is not good aligned damage. It is not good aligned. Okay, then 10 points does nothing. Okay, got it. Second attack is a 36. Uh, That hits. For 13 points of damage. Is that good aligned? No. Okay, three points go through. Okay. Third attack, 29 to hit. 
hits. 15 points of damage. Five go through. Fourth attack, 18 to hit. 18 misses. And then last one is a... Possible fumble. Yes. Roll again. Got it. All right. It's a 14 to hit. So that misses. That just misses. So that is a critical miss. Yep. Critical fumble. Critical fumble. Okay. This is a melee ranged attack or melee attack. Better to give. Your attack damages you instead. Use your target's strength modifier. Okay. Um, What's their strength modifier? The target's strength modifier is, let's see, plus six. Okay. So two extra points of damage on top of what I rolled, which is 15. So 17. And I have DR against first attack. So I take 11 points. Okay. All right. You did some damage. And then I am going to five foot step back. Ram, stop hitting yourself. Harper. I will use from my ring because I put this one, it came from a scroll, but I put it in my uh, ring of knowledge. I will cast resist energy. So it'll give resist 10 for acid damage to Hugo. Or do you mean in, in ROM? Yeah, I, I probably don't need that. Well, I was thinking with the defenses, casting it on Hugo first. Oh. Especially since he's. He's also closer to me, but then if we're kind of backtracking and trying to get them out, then casting it on Interim. So otherwise maintaining performance, but uh, so that's a 10 energy resistance. Would she be able to cast that and just hold it? Yes. It might be better to cast it and get it ready. And then it sounds like we might be eating out of this closed corridor so that Reeton can join the fight maybe. Perhaps when Inram decides to retreat, you smack him on the butt, and then we all take our leave. Mm, okay. I, I appreciate you thinking of me, but I might not be the most worthy recipient. <laughs> then it's ready in in the casting. I will just maintain bardic performance. She plays the power chord of rapid fleeing. Roger that. Round four. Reeton. Even if I go down there, it's so narrow, I can't do anything. So I'm going to stay where I'm at and hope that the other people retreat behind me. Mm-hmm. The first jelly sloshes slightly forward into the filling the place and attacks at Hugo. Although Hugo does have cover because it doesn't seem to be able to get to Inram. Maybe that squishy target behind can be grabbed. So it gets four slam attacks. Oh, oh no. First attack, AC 31. Yeah, that's a hit. Hugo takes half damage from all of those attacks because of Bastion of Good. Okay. They're evil, yeah. Yes, which they are. Okay. Thank you. 11 points of damage plus six points of acid damage and a possible grab. Rolling the combat maneuver check, 39. Yeah. Okay, you're grabbed. Wait, can it grab past me? Yep. Yep. They have 10-foot reach. A pseudopod reaches over the top of you and grabs Hugo by the head. So normally when you grab something, you drag it to an adjacent square. Since Mm -hmm. there's not an adjacent square and it has reach, is Mm -hmm. this fine? Yeah, that's fine where you are. You're not moved. The second attack, AC 22. Uh, 22 will miss, though. Yeah. And then a 22 adjusted. Still misses. And 23. Just misses. Okay, so you are grappled. 
All right. It, it's going to do some things next turn. You, you, you best try to not be grappled. The second jellyfish monster, it stays in the back, waiting for its chance to jump on something. Hugo, what do you do? Oh, boy. I guess I tried feebly to break out, or do I cast defensively? Maybe casting defensively is the better call here. If it's grappling me, can I touch it? Yes. <laughs> I want to cast a spell. That spell is critical wounds. Inflict critical. Which will be DC 24, I think. Right. I got a 33. Got it. Okay. Uh, is there any additional penalties due to being grappled? There's specifically something. Must make a concentration check. DC 10 plus grappler CMB plus Ooh. spell level. Its combat maneuver bonus is 20. Oh, yeah. That fizzles then. Then I, I pout. Hmm. Is this the end of Hugo? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Inram might have something to say about that. Possibly. I have a spell called Shield Other. Mm -hmm. It states the subject gains plus one deflection bonus to AC and plus one resistance bonus on saves. Additionally, the subject takes only half damage from all wounds and attacks. Yeah, all wounds and attacks, yeah. Does that stack? Oh, no, no. It's it's essentially the same kind of effect. So no, you can't reduce damage to four, a quarter. That's no. Okay, just making sure. All right, then I am going to cast a spell non-defensively. I'm going to cast protection from evil communal. That's a good spell. It's a very good spell. Plus one or plus two, I can't remember. Plus one or something like that to ACs and saves. Yes. Uh, plus two deflection bonus to AC and resistance bonus to saves. They receive another saving throw if one was allowed to be with against any spells or effects that possess or exercise mental control. That doesn't really matter. Third, this spell prevents bodily contact by evil summoned creatures. This causes natural weapon attacks of such creatures to fail and the creatures to recoil if such attack is required. Right. Is this creature technically considered summoned? That has yet to be determined. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, I'm casting it. Right. So you're going to not take the casting defensively, right? Correct. So this does provoke an attack of opportunity. Right. There's only one in range of you. That's okay. AC 37? Nope. Misses. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Super high RAC. Okay. You get the spell off. Everyone is protected from evil, except for Reeton. It is touch-based, so oh. at the moment, just touching Hugo and myself. Okay. So, you get an additional plus two deflection bonus to AC. Okay, Harper, you're next. Now might be the time for acid protection. Yeah. High five. Except I'm so small that it's not very high. <laughs> <laughs> Medium five. And you uh, touch Hugo. He is now protected from acid. Ten. Any movement? Did the thing go off? The trap did not go off. Ugh. It's humming and sparking. Ugh. Then I'm going to hold off because if I go now, chances are I won't make it in either direction. Okay. Round five. Reeton. Hey guys. Yeah, alright. You are why is why is the new guy gurgling? <laughs> I I don't know what's happening. You guys should break it out here. Somebody's gonna shank you. <laughs> I can't even if I go up there, there's nothing I can do, so <laughs> Right. 
Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait here with my uh with my composite longbow. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first fiendish mustard jelly performs a constrict maneuver. Ugh. 23 versus your combat maneuver defense. I will have you know that because of my plus two bonus, my CMD is 23. Great. However, am I getting a cover bonus to that? <laughs> Not anymore because it's reaching past, <laughs> past Enron. Then you get it right on the nose with a three on the die. Oh, no. Okay, quick question. Uh-huh. Is this considered a summoned creature? It is not. No. It's an outsider, but a native one. It's considered an outsider? Yeah, it's got an outsider subtype. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's annoying. It's fiendish. Yep. So it's still got you. Does 13 points of damage from constriction plus three points of acid. Well, that, the acid should get resisted, but to confirm, that's still half damage? Correct. Correct. Thank yeah. you, Paladin. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And uh, that's its um, attack action. So it's an interesting stalemate. <laughs> Hugo. I'm going to keep touching this tendril. I really don't like being grappled. Not a fan of it. Okay. Do you cast defensively? Yes. 41. No problem. Can I have this guy make a will save? Yes. Shall attempt one. I have a 14. 14 fails. That's going to be 25 points of damage this time. That's pretty good. All right. Inram is next. All right. So I am going to speak the command word and activate my gauntlets as a swift action because Iomade is my patron. I'm activating the inheritor gauntlets. For one minute, the sword that I hold has the power of an evil outsider bane weapon for one minute. There you go. So, I get an additional plus two to hit, and two to damage, and an additional two die six points of damage due to the bane property. Okay. That might be enough to make a difference. Nope. 35 to hit. 35 hits? 15... Plus an additional two die six points of damage. Three. Fifteen plus three is eighteen. Yep. So eight go through. Okay, next. Second, thirty-seven to hit. That hits. Thirteen points of damage. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four to hit. Mm, Twenty-four. That hits. And that would be 15 points of damage plus an additional two die six. Seven. So it's twenty-two points. Okay. 17 to hit. 17 misses. And 18 to hit misses as well. 18 hit with a sword. Okay. Well, you got some damage in there. Yep. It's oozing ectoplasm. Harper. Just as a refresher, I can use touch spells on myself. Oh, always. Yes. Then I am going to charge up for energy resistance again and uh, continue performance. And that would be acid, just to be yes, clear. acid. Okay, you got it. Can we perceive anything on that trap? You're around the corner, so you can't quite see it. You still hear it humming and popping. Okay. But it's not changing. Okay. Whatever you do, don't ask the blind guy what he sees. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking seeing. I was thinking, like, the noises. Like, did it, like is there any indication it's... It has not changed its indications. It is still humming and popping as it normally has. Okay. Although you, the round before it starts up, you've noticed that it does increase 
the humming to a large high pitch and the snapping and popping increase as well. All right. Well, it is round six, but we've ran out of time. So we're going to pick this up again next time on Rise of the Rune Lords. Say goodbye, goodbye, everyone. everyone. Whoa. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 